This is the Mediate Now with Winter Wheeler. Your clear choice for expert mediation and negotiation advice. But it's so much more than that. Take our advice. You will improve your entire life. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. My guest is Isabel Havers. For 10 years, Isabel worked in corporate, dealing with budgets, forecasts, target actual analyses, working on P&Ls and balance sheets. While working in corporate, she often asked herself why she was not feeling happy, although she always thought she had it all. A great career, always enough money, a nice apartment, beautiful vacations to go on, and still there was always that feeling of lack. She would question herself, doubting that she was doing the right thing, and thought that something was wrong with her because she felt that lost in corporate. One day she realized that even though she was good at her job, it was not her sole fulfillment. With an NLP training, Isabel would start her journey into self-development and has not stopped ever since. She got herself out of a mentality of lack, self-doubt, and went over to trusting herself, her talents, and her intuition to attract joy and ease into her life. Today, Isabel works as an intuition coach and helps women in corporate to get out of the lack mentality and go from self-doubt to self-trust. Isabel, I mean, when I first read your profile, I was blown away. I was like, this sounds amazing. I was like, I've never, I'd never heard of an intuition coach, but it made so much sense when I was reading about it. And I was like, I have got to talk to this woman. Like I, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to learn so much from her. And you were so sweet. And we had a meeting and, um, you answered all of my ridiculous questions. <laughs> there are no and, ridiculous questions. <laughs> and it was so helpful and I loved it. And you've got this like amazing energy, which of course, I guess really just makes sense like <laughs> as an intuition coach. And I, you know, I was very attracted to it for one thing, because I like to believe that I rely on my intuition a lot. Not always. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely still kind of in that phase of like self-doubt and second guessing. So that is, of course, why I wanted to have you on the show. I think that the listeners are going to love you and you're going to provide so much information. If you would, please give us some more about your background and how you came to really feel that intuition was what was lacking. When I got into my first job, I didn't know anything about intuition or right. what I'm coaching other women in today. But how I got started was basically how so many other people got started in their career as well. I went to college and graduated and then thought, okay, off to my first job. And um, I really, I loved it. Even though I was working, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 hours a week, I didn't care. I thought it was so cool. And I still think some people feel it's cool to be busy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't think so anymore. <laughs> um. And yeah, it was only two years in my first job that I found my, myself sitting in front of a computer, not knowing what I was doing anymore. And I had to go to a doctor and he diagnosed me with being burned out. 
And so I was sitting there with my 26 years old and thought I was so wrong. And I thought I was the biggest loser of the nation. And uh, yeah, I thought it was all my fault. And how could everybody be so yeah, successful? And how could I be so sick and so weak? And well, to cut a long story short, it took me a couple of months to recover. And even though I spent a lot of time at home to recover, I did not take enough time actually to completely connect with myself and to completely understand what was really going on. Because what I thought back then was, oh my goodness, the job is wrong. Of course, I mean, everything's fine with me, but the job (laughs) and the company, you know? Oh my goodness. (laughs) We all have that thought, right? It can't be me. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's you. It's not me, you know? So uh, that's when I thought, okay, maybe a job change will change basically everything. And I moved to a different city. I got my dream job at a dream company. You know, I was working for Disney. Like every mm-hmm. everyone around me was like, oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, work- I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I want to work for Mickey Mouse as well. You know, um, yeah, it's a, it's a corporate company, a corporate organization, you know. And I really enjoyed my time there. But at one point, I was at the same point in my life where I was like, something's not right. It feels weird. What's going on with me? What's wrong with me? You know, Mm -hmm. I'm working my ass off, basically, you know, and I'm still not happy. And at first, I thought maybe it's a different apartment. Maybe it's a new car. Maybe it's a different vacation. I was looking for fulfillment in the outside Mm, but never really thought that maybe I should start with myself (laughs) and yes you said it at the beginning I started I don't know really why I but I started just listening to other podcasts and they were around NLP so neuro-linguistic program programming which is all about living in certain patterns and not being able to get out of these patterns, but basically we're all able to get out of them and we are all able to relearn. And it's just not that easy, you know, it's just not, uh, I mean, if you stuck to a specific thing in your life for 20, 25, 30 years, it's not easy to, you know, quit it overnight. It's not going to happen. But yeah, so I got into self-development and then I realized, okay, it wasn't the job, it wasn't the company, but it was me and my attitude and me and my soul that was just looking for something else and that would really fulfill me. And then I, well, I always say that the IIN, so the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, it found me. Um, And that's why I started my health coach training there and during the training, I thought I would do it for myself, like to get to know myself better. But then actually it was like, coaching is a thing, you know, I could really do that. And, you know, I really enjoy doing that. And I, I enjoy helping other people. And yeah, that's basically how I got started on coaching. But then the biggest moment for me for realizing that it was that I had had to go deeper into my intuition or to allow my intuition to come back into my life I mean we are all intuitive human beings we all have it in us it's just just again (laughs) how much you allow it in your life or if you suppress it or not 
But, you know, I still was in my corporate job and I was still feeling that mm, I don't know what to do. You know, I feel so secure here. I have that money coming in on a monthly basis. And, you know, it's, it's nice. Yes. I don't have to really work that hard. I know what's happening every day. I know my job. I know what to do. So nothing too stressful, basically, but also nothing too fun, I guess. Right. And then, yeah, it's just one day it just hit me there was that well call it a little voice or that feeling that you have in your gut that just said Isabel you just gotta leave corporate it's just not for you I mean it's you're good in that job and you're good in what you're doing and you know I I loved Excel Excel spreadsheets which is bizarre (laughs) (laughs) I hate them (laughs) you know I'm a little nerdy I'm, I'm nerdy, but I'm not that kind of nerdy. I love it. I mean, you know, we've got to have people who love Excel spreadsheets. So you know, that, some I'm, I'm glad have, for you. Some people just have to do that. <laughs> you know, there are people that work in accounting, you know? Yeah. I, I can barely count to 10. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> So I don't think that controlling as such is that bad. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah, true. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I just felt... I just felt it. And the moment I decided to quit, I just felt that huge relief for me and that it just felt like my soul was screaming. Yes, you did it. You finally listened to me. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) that feels feels good. How many years had passed before that first, that first time you were told that you had just, you had burnout. Uh, I spent another six and a half years in corporate. Man. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's crazy how we do that to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like you would never advise a friend to do that, no. but you do it to yourself without even like thinking twice. It's like, right. oh, th- like this will be fine. I'll just keep doing this, and it, it'll 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 get better. It'll get, it'll better. get better. I'll change. Mm-hmm. I'll buy some new clothes. That's okay. that's always been my vice. I <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> My that husband hates it. I, I just, I buy clothes. If I feel badly, <laughs> I buy more clothes. Yeah, they make so, you feel good, right? And then I feel good for like, you know, as long as I have the outfit on. <laughs> and the cycle starts again. You yep. know, but, it's, but it's so true. Like we, we ignore these very clear signs mm-hmm. and like these patterns, like you mentioned patterns, these patterns of behavior that we have. And we try to overlook them and suppress, mm-hmm. you know, our intuition. Like you, I feel like we, I want to say we, I, I typically think of this in terms of women. I don't, I, and that's anecdotal. I have no idea if men have the same, have the <laughs> same experience. I just don't know. But women have an intuition. We have those natural instincts about what we should and should not be doing. Right. And it, they're always present. You hear them all the time, but it's so easy to like shut it away mm-hmm. and ignore it. Mm-hmm. So how did you like really tap into that though? Did you have to like take a vacation before you decided to quit? Like, did it like just pop in your head one day? Yeah, it just basically popped into my head. But I mean, to dive deeper into that topic of how can I listen more to that intuitive voice or intuitive feeling that I have inside of me? For me, that was meditation. I mean, 
today I still meditate. I try to do it every day, but you know, that doesn't work. I mean, I'm, I'm, I might be a coach, but I'm still a human being, you know, and I tell people <laughs> meditation is really good. It's an amazing tool, but it should serve you and not master you. And this is what you have to keep in mind when you start with meditation. But this is how I tap deeper into my intuition and it brings me even deeper today. So yeah, I started meditating and then I started kind of connecting with myself again and listened to what was going on in, in my body. And, you know, maybe you've heard of these body scans, like where you started the head and then you go through every body part and you yes. tune into how it feels and what it does. And that really helped me to like figure out that I'm a human being and not yeah. a human doing. <laughs> Whoa, I love that. <laughs> that. That's for me, like, you know, being, being is enough as well, you know, that you don't have to do anything to be worth something. You don't have to, you know, hustle all the time and go, 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 push, push, push. No, you can just be. And through being, you are able to tap into your intuition because that's when that voice, that's when that feeling can arise in in yourself, in your, in your mind and in your heart, basically. I am like blown away when you said human being, not human doing, like I'm still trying to process that right now. That didn't make sense, right? Yes, it does. You know, I find myself like everyone else wanting to be busy and wanting to work and needing to do something to feel mm -hmm. productive. Right. When what you just said makes so much sense, I'm a human being no matter what it is that I'm doing. I am a complete person no matter what I'm doing. Right. Wow. I think we're done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was lovely to talk to it you. It was so great to talk to no, but it, it just, wow, it really did. It blew my mind. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I have recently started meditating. I'm still trying to really get into it. I started at the beginning of the year, I think, so it's not been very long, but I've been doing it on my Peloton app and I love it. So I haven't been doing a lot of the body scans and maybe I will up my body scan meditation. Well, it's all different kinds of meditation, but for me, it was, it was the body scans because for me, meditation was always that sitting two hours, mm -hmm. not moving, be quiet and, you know, and then feel relaxed afterwards. That for me, that was like, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not relaxed because I'm all constantly thinking about not to think about anything. You know? right. right. It's like, okay, I'm not supposed to be thinking about anything. I'm supposed to be focused on doing nothing. This is weird. <laughs> so that was something for me that really helped me a lot because I was like, okay, start with my head, then go on shoulders, arms, hands, you know, whatever it was. And it's trial and error, basically what's, what's good for you. And, um, I always recommend my clients to start with a guided meditation because then you listen to that voice telling you what to do, basically, and that's right. easier to, than to just sit down there and you don't have to do it for two hours, you know, start with five minutes, start with just sitting in front of your computer and breathing consciously, like really, okay, mm -hmm. I'm breathing in and out now. That's it. Right. That's it. That's how you start. Not with two hours, two and a half hours, three hours. No, that's, 
It's a okay, process. Listen, I'm an overachiever and a little bit obsessive. I can admit that freely. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> That's okay. I, I we all are. <laughs> so I actually used, well, it was hypnosis that I used when I was pregnant because mm-hmm. I wanted to have drug-free births. So I was doing all of these like um, hypnosis tapes and videos, which was really, really relaxing and worked for what it worked for. But after that, I stopped with any, they call it hypnosis. I mean, whether or not I believe in hypnosis, I'm not sure. It was really just like, to me, it felt like (laughs) meditation, really. But after that, like once I had all my kids, I stopped doing it. Or like once the baby was born, I was no longer doing it. So when I tried to get back into meditation, it just... It reminded me of how calming it was. And I was instantly like, why have I not been doing this mm-hmm. for a very long time? But yes, I've been doing the guided the guided ones because somebody's got to be saying something to me. Or <laughs> I will. My mind will wander into like places it shouldn't be and it won't work. But I am definitely going to start doing the the body scans because mm-hmm. you you said it it was so helpful to you. So yes, making note, right writing. <laughs> writing <that down. laughs> let's talk more about what you're doing now and what it really means to be an intuition coach. Like, how are you helping people tap into that? To say it in short, I help people to do nothing, (laughs) to learn (laughs) to do nothing. Yeah. As you said it, and I said it before as well, it's, it's a thing to be busy. You know, it's a thing to be productive all the time to be um, hustling and to be doing whatever you're doing all the time and what's important is that you take breaks and that you allow yourself to just be and as I said I I do that through meditation I do that through breath working sessions I do that through tapping so all these tools to get you out of your head and into your heart and into your body to learn that you just can lay on the floor and be enough. And to learn that and to accept that, that's already a huge, huge step for most of my clients. Yeah. Because they are in that, you know, I have to do something and I have to be efficient and I have to be productive and this has to be done and this has to be done. And then I have this task and this task and multitasking is a thing too. I mean, I was, I was an expert in multitasking, you know, I could do like 10 things at a time, no problem at all. But you know what, I never really did one task really good. I mean, not that my work was not good enough, but I wasn't really focusing on what I was doing. I was just, you know, I wasn't really aware. I wasn't really conscious, but I was just, you know, I just did it, whatever. Give me that next Excel spreadsheet. I do it. Whatever. You win the spreadsheets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get that. Like, you know, it's like you've got your list and you're very focused on getting the list done. And you're more focused on getting the list done than what you're doing that's on the list. Yeah. I'm, oh my God. It's like, it's like you're living my life too, you know, (laughs) parallel. And also also (laughs) it's really important, you know, so many, so many women and moms in particular, I mean, I'm not a mom yet, but I can only imagine how hard it has to be to have your job and have your family and then bring that together and work around everything. But then again, it's so, so, so important that, and I always take that stupid example from the planes, you know, what they tell you right before taking off, 
like when they tell you all the security instructions and whatever safety instructions, and then what they tell you about the oxygen mask is you have to put the mask on first. <laughs> it's a no-brainer in the when it comes to planes and safety instructions. But when it comes to your life, it's like, oh no, 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 no. You know, I got to serve my boss. I got to serve my clients, my friends, family. <laughs> and then here, and then I guess, uh, yeah, that, no, I don't really have time for myself. Yeah, I'm so guilty of that. I am too. I mean, it's not like I'm perfect at balancing that all off. I mean, I sometimes put someone else first because as I said before, these are the patterns that we grew up in through decades and our parents did and their parents did. Right. And that's all in us. We, we still have all these patterns and structures in us and our society lives like that and the rules in our societies are like that that you put everyone first yeah and then maybe if you find the time you can deal with yourself but that's not how it works if you're not at your best how are you able to serve at your best absolutely you're always running behind you always will be running behind it is so true and, and especially for me like you know, I was working in a law firm, putting in, like, I, I don't even know how many hours um, a week. It was soul sucking, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> really. And to do all of that work, manage clients, manage everyone on the teams, like expectations, neediness, whatever it was, somebody's emotional something every single day. It yeah. was like, and that was just at work. So then, so then on top of it, I have a husband and four kids and trying to make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be, um, getting what they need. Did I, did I remember to buy the groceries? And I was just like, I don't do anything just for myself. Mm -hmm. And it was terrible. And, you know, I finally had the realization that it was time for me to leave that that environment as well. But I mean, I, I was talking a good game at the time. I was like, I am going to focus on myself. Mm -hmm. I am going to put myself first. And no, I didn't. <laughs> I just found other things to be busy doing. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was human doing, <laughs> you know, and it's, and it really helped like since our our initial conversation when we talked a little bit about that, I have been actively just trying to make time for myself mm -hmm. and be unapologetic about it because I have noticed and I've, I mean, I always knew this, but I'm <laughs> my husband always puts himself first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he always finds time to do what he needs to do. And it's kind of just like, we've all just accepted that that's what he does. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, why be resentful about it when nobody's telling me I can't do the same thing? Right. So, except for yourself, right? Except for me. <laughs> so I, I said, I'm not doing that anymore. Um, after a year stuck in my house for COVID, like I just wasn't feeling good. I wasn't, you know, wasn't as active. Obviously, I'm only walking around my house, not all over <laughs> town anymore every day. And uh, so I said, you know what, I'm going to get going to get back in shape and maybe lose some weight and, you know, just take some time, like do mm -hmm. something that makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. So I've started um, working out every morning. I get up a little bit earlier. I do okay. like a 10, 15 minute meditation 
and I usually pick something. You know, I don't know if you've been on this on the Peloton app, but they have the, like the the cutest names for these things, and I'm like, ooh, there's one for Beyonce, and, <laughs> <laughs> which I really enjoy. That's very energizing, and then I walk around feeling like I'm wearing a crown all day. It's fantastic. I recommend yeah, it anyway. That's how it's supposed to be. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and it like energizes me, and I forced myself to do it. Mm-hmm. I put it on the calendar and I forced myself to do it. And And I've had to ease into it by by starting early in the day. So that way I don't feel like I'm neglecting anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but baby steps, I'm getting there, right? Steps. That, that's <laughs> how it's working. Otherwise it's not working. Right. If you're overwhelming yourself, it's not going to work. Right. And so for your typical client, is there like a certain amount of time that you need to work with them is there like an average? Like how long does it take someone that you're working with to stop moving? Well, I start with three months because it takes 21 days to start a habit. Mm-hmm. And then it takes another 60 days to stick to it. Oh, wow. Um, that's so long. <laughs> it takes forever. It takes forever. Well, you know, you don't go to the gym, work out once, and then you have the best six pack ever. No, I mean, speak for yourself. You should see what I'm working with over here. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why you, you know, you gotta, you gotta train that intuition muscle. You gotta train that confidence, that trust, that not doing anything muscle actually. And that takes time. And I, well, I start with three months because it seems like forever, but I only meet with my clients once a week. And then they have like one week time where they can, you know, dive deeper into what what's working for me. Is it meditation or is it, do I start with working out? You know, I, I let them come up with a morning routine for themselves. As you said, you know, you're, you're meditating now, you're working out now. And I start with one one step at a time like you decide you want to start with meditation okay good that's what you what you're going to do from one week to the other and then we see how that goes and if it's not meditation then it's as I said working out or maybe you start with reading a book listening to a podcast you can start visualizing your day you know you just sit down just sit down (laughs) and think about what would the ideal day look like for you what what, what should happen today? And you just sit down for five minutes and sometimes five minutes are, are enough, you know, to get started. Because if I tell them, you know, okay, now from now on, you got to get up half an hour or an hour early, then you meditate for five minutes, then you read a book or mm-hmm. listen to a podcast, then you dance around a little because we don't want, we don't want to lose the fun, right? <laughs> and then you work out and then, you know, have a healthy breakfast and, and then you take a shower and all of these tasks, it's not going to happen. They will be in one, one week, they might do it. And then the other week, they're totally frustrated because there was one day where they didn't do all the steps. And that's, you know, that's yeah. frustrating then. That's not it's kind it's of like repeating the cycle. You just are right. human doing. Right. <laughs> You're very actively doing things to make right. yourself not do right. <laughs> anything. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's it sounds funny to, you know, have a morning routine and actually do something to connect with yourself again. But that's how you that's how you do it, you know, to really it's it's basically it's about taking that conscious time for yourself 
and then look into what is it that you really enjoy doing. You know, I have these seven steps, I guess, that you can pick from in your morning routine. I don't do all of them. No, and I don't do them every day. You know, as I said, I don't meditate every day because I, I, I want to feel it and I want to enjoy it. Mm. And, and, you know, I want to start my, my day in a fun way, not in a, and now I got to meditate and then right. I have to work out, you know, no, 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 that's, uh, that's now how, how you dive deeper into your intuition. <laughs> you know, you listen right. to yourself, you, you figure out, do I want to work out today? No, not really. Okay, that's okay. Then do it tomorrow. And don't beat yourself up. You know, it's not a competition. It's not because Beyonce does meditate every morning. <laughs> you have to do it too. No, no, you have to do or you start with what feels good for you, not with what everybody else does. Right. You know, sometimes when I'm mediating, I can tell that someone is just so tense and Mm-hmm. not not ready to trust their own gut. Mm-hmm. And I see them ready to make the decision and then stopping short for what seems to me no reason, but it's clearly because they're not confident in the decision that they want to make. Like they know the right answer, but they're just not ready to mm-hmm. jump for it. And so sometimes I'll sit with them and ask them to walk me through the hesitation. And it's inevitably, it comes from just lack of confidence, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, I'm a mediator. I'm not a therapist. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an intuition coach. Is there anything that I can do in that moment when someone is struggling to help them in a very short term, like very short period of time? Breathe. Breathe. Okay. As simple as that sounds, but usually when we are, usually decision-making is a stressful process for people. It's like, am I going to pick the blue shirt or the red shirt? Oh my God. I don't know. What if I pick the blue shirt and then it doesn't, doesn't fit my green pants that I have at home? Oh my goodness. Oh my God. So if I decide it will be dead or alive, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. um, and then they start to, they, the the process of overthinking starts you know if i do this and then this happens and then they then this negative thought spiral it begins and then usually if people won't get themselves out what and i had that too and what i did in my uh, in my corporate job i just put a little sticky note on my computer which said breathe because that's that's the easiest process how to get yourself out of this situation out of this am I doing something something right or wrong? Or what if I decide for this or that? And then can I ever go back? And I get it. I mean, sometimes the sh- decisions have to be made and you don't know if it's the right decision or a wrong decision or whatever, but then just sit back, relax, breathe. And usually, as, as you said it before, people know, people feel already what's right for them. And even if they pick the wrong option or they they go for the the decision that later they feel was wrong they learn there is no wrong decision there's was the one that you had to do for yourself or there's a decision that you had to do 
because you have to learn something still, you know, and we always learn, you know, there's always something that I always say the universe sends us things that we can always deal with. And it's either we grow or we we learn or, you know, just, just, just (laughs) relax and stop yourself from overthinking, stop, stop yourself from going into that mentality of oh my goodness what will happen when right so try to pull them out of the overthinking by encouraging breathing and trying to slow down the mind right so they can focus on the moment Mm -hmm. yes i got it right (laughs) and you can train this there's a method that you can learn i mean it's not really something to learn but if you sit at home and you think about something really relaxing, something that really calms you down, could be a vacation that you went on or whatever it was, and then you press a certain part of your body. Let's say it's like this part of your body. You press that while you are thinking about that particular moment where you were so calm and so relaxed, and you press that part of the body. And you can repeat that twice or even three times and then when you are in a situation where you think like okay the stress is arising again and you know I don't know what to do and I have to make a decision here you press that specific part of your body again and the neural pathways in your brain are structured in a way that they will know huh the last time she pressed that body part we were thinking of being relaxed and calm yeah we better be relaxed and calm now too and that's when your whole body relaxes and calms down again as well oh does it matter which body part you say? <laughs> like i just squeeze my arm you can squeeze your arm you can you know squeeze your ear i prefer to do it on a body part when not too many people could see it like don't squeeze your nose or something <laughs> in a meeting like that makes Hang on sense. a second, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? <laughs> Suddenly somebody's squeezing their nose. And it's like, oh, he's I know stressed. what you're doing. He's stressed. <laughs> oh, I hear you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe like you were showing, like squeezing that fleshy part between your thumb and your forefinger because you can right. keep your hands under your right. desk and people won't see that. Yeah, or parts on your legs or, you know, yeah. any finger would work. Um, I feel that's always an easy option to go to because sometimes people don't remember. Crap, which body part was it that I choose for relaxation, you know? <laughs> make it one that you remember. But you see, you see that I'm like, well, we need to make, we need to make a decision about which body part it's going to be in advance. So I'm still not learning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can work that out in one of our coaching sessions. Right. (laughs) I can help you with that. I struggle over which body part to focus on. You know, I really want to do that, but then I can't decide on which body part to pick. Oh my God. I'm like exposing just how neurotic I am, like all over this podcast. We're so unintentional, but here we are. That's all right. You know, everybody has that side, but people just don't show it and people don't want to admit it, but everybody is a little neurotic. I'm waving the flag. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's good, you know, when we have these conversations, 
Because everybody, like you said, everybody has these issues. If we don't talk about it, then you you end up in like a shame spiral about like, what is wrong with me? Which is how we started talking about this in the first place. We need to talk about these things. We need to talk about what burnout is Mm -hmm. and try to figure out why are you trying to do so many things all the time when it's completely unnecessary. But that is, it's stuff that we don't talk about because corporate culture is really just about being high producing. And that's right. that's what is rewarded, you know, and often, and the only thing I can refer back to is my career as an attorney and, you know, billing hours and all of that. And it's like, mm-hmm. the more work I could get done in the day, the more hours I could bill. I mean, pat me on the back. I've done something amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. have I? Like, I was great at my job, but I was definitely not 100% every day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I was marking things off and I was, you know, billing the hours and things were moving along. So, it, you know, you never really had to stop and think about why you were doing it and how well you were doing it. Because once you've done it a million times, it becomes relatively rote for the most part. And man, that is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, like saying that out loud after having been away for going on a year and a half, it's like, I'm so glad I'm not in that overly stressful, never ending spiral. So what I do now is still stressful, but in a very, very different way. And I get to structure my schedule the way that I would like to have it structured for the most part. I'm still like constantly over committing constantly. I'm, I'm working very hard on that. <laughs> Don't work. Nope, you know, that's how it all starts. You are working hard. I'm working on hard. On... Just let it go. Just let it flow. You know? Oh God, I'll never get there. <laughs> You know, I know a really good coach. She could help you with that. I, I know, I know. And, and you know what? Tell us more about your business and getting in contact with you because you are doing amazing work. And I feel like I'm having more revelations as we sit here and I'm not loving them. <laughs> All of these things are coming up for me. But yeah, please, people need you. How do we find you? Well, you can either find me on LinkedIn, as you said, Isabel Havas, or or Havers for the English-speaking people out there. And you can actually find me under the same name on Instagram as well. Okay, I'm sharing tips and tricks every now and then how you can learn to not do all the time, but to just be. And you said it before, and I just wanted to add something to that. You said you still are in a stressful environment, but you know, there are different kinds of stressful and mm-hmm. that's the one that makes you sick. And that's the one that, you know, gets you all hyped up, which is good. Right. And this is what we want. And this is what we need as well. You know, otherwise we would just be sitting there in a kind of lethargic way, not do anything because we can't get ourselves to get things done. Mm-hmm. So there is this kind of stress that we need for motivation, but it just does not have to be constant because then it becomes chronic and then it can make you sick. Uh, You can find me on LinkedIn and on Instagram. That's what I wanted to say. (laughs) I'm sorry I said your name wrong. Like, I totally thought that I was right. (laughs) Well, you know, there's that German pronunciation and the English pronunciation. So I guess you said it all right. I mean, but I didn't. Like, that's very kind of you. I I did not say it right. 
<laughs> can you say it again for me so I can get it right? So the German pronunciation will be Isabel Havas. Isabel Havas. But if you go for Havers, that's totally fine. Because I guess more English-speaking people could find me. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's like, Havas, Havas, how do I spell that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And my, my audience is primarily um american we do have we do have some some german um listeners who would whatever (laughs) i'll get it right next time i promise that's all right that's all right but you know when you're talking about like stress that makes you sick Mm -hmm. and stress that motivates you that's definitely where i find myself right now like i'm stressed but i'm super happy and motivated to continue doing it, which is why I'm constantly overcommitting. I'm not working on overcommitting. Wait, I'm not working on <laughs> undercommitting. Whatever, you know what I mean? Let it <laughs> I'm just go. going to let it go. It's just going to happen. But yes, when I was stressed out in a negative way, I was very ill and didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. I've always had anxiety, but it got to a point where I was basically not functioning. Like, I was so worried about everything that came across my desk Mm -hmm. that it was like, I can't even do this today. Right. I'm like, okay, well, I'll take the day off. I'll come back. I'll feel fine tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't feel fine tomorrow. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah, Yeah. And it went on. And finally, I started seeing a therapist. I went to the psychiatrist. I was like, what is going on? And everybody was just basically telling me the same thing. Like, you're overworking yourself Mm -hmm. and you don't like it. Like, (laughs) that's the problem. You need to dial back. It took me a solid year and a half, I think, before I finally pushed myself into a different direction. But of course, the catalyst for that was something that was <laughs> unpleasant. It wasn't just me saying, I have reached this amazing moment in my life where I'm feeling better about this. No, that's not that's not what happened at all. I got completely fed up and quit my job. Yeah. That's what yeah, happened. That's how it happens. Yeah. I think when people listen to this, they're going to start reflecting on their own health and how they feel in their career or in their job or at home and maybe start realizing maybe I'm not as anxious as (laughs) maybe I'm not naturally anxious. Maybe it's it's something else and I need to start focusing on what's actually going to make me happy and kind of tap into that intuitiveness. I'm glad I said the word tap because it reminds me I had a question for you. I am not very familiar with tapping. And I know that you mentioned that. Could you talk about that a little bit? Well, it's not that I had a specific training in tapping, but I myself use an app for that. But I guess you can, you know, just find tapping uh, instructions on YouTube. And it basically, it helps you through tapping through on different body parts in a specific way and repeating that every day or at least on a constant basis that will help rewire your um, neural pathways as well. And usually what you combine when you tap, you speak affirmations. So for example, you start tapping on the side of the eyebrow or on on the eyebrow. And then you, then you say, okay, I'm calm and I know how it feels to be calm. And then you have a certain pattern of tapping that you go through. And while you do that, you do 
different kinds of affirmations. And the more you do it, the more it is integrated into your body and your mind and the better it makes you feel eventually. That's fascinating. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to look into that. Like I've got all kinds of homework, (laughs) but there I go. I'm doing again. (laughs) You know, just sit, just try maybe next uh, tomorrow morning when you wake up and you have a little time. I mean, I know you have four kids, but maybe you'll find like five to 10 minutes where you can sit down and think about what, what would you love to do right now? Like, would you be rather drawn to meditation or is that that you could see yourself try tapping? And if you don't, mm-hmm. then don't, then start with a workout or start with having a breakfast, whatever you feel like you're drawn to. So it's like when I wake up, I should not feel compelled to do anything in particular. No. Do whatever feels right in the moment. It's that masculine and that feminine part that we have inside of us. And we were raised in a masculine. And I don't want to dive too, dive too deep into that topic. Otherwise, we're going to talk another three hours here on that <laughs> yes. podcast. Um, but basically, that's how we were raised. You know, we were raised in that masculine push, 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 go, 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 hustle all the time. You know, don't breathe. You know, don't take care of yourself. Uh, you go last and everybody else goes first. You got to do your job. You got to do you got to go to university. You got to get your job. You got to get married. You got to get kids. And then you got to, you know, have a job and have a great career earn that money, buy that house, whatever. And that's how we were raised. That's all that masculine part. And I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's the focus in our society on this approach of life and this approach of business. The focus is too much. And we need that feminine. We need that softness. We need that flow and you know let go and surrender to things and build up that trust and that's how you can start your morning because when you wake up and you're right in the mode of what am I going to do now then guess what well your hormones your hormonal level goes into stress mode because it's like okay we gotta do now okay let's get to work and when you start your morning like that your whole day will be stressed you're stressful and just take your time and think about, okay, what would feel good to me right now? And start with that softness, start with that tenderness and start with that little voice, that little feeling in inside of you and let that talk to you and let that maybe decide for a second and see how that change, change your, your day and see how your days go when you start your days like that. Well, I love it. <laughs> happening <laughs> so tomorrow you're gonna call me it's like isabel you know i did that and then i did that you know let it all flow <laughs> and then you'll tell me again just, just slow down lady <laughs> i'm pretty good at letting things flow you know i'm pretty good i've accomplished the flow <laughs> <laughs> i'm in the flow now so you don't have to worry about me anymore <laughs> oh man this is it's going to be difficult for me. My God. I guess it's difficult for everybody. For me, that whole journey started 10 years ago. And when my body was showing me the signs, I was burned out. I mean, how obvious can it get? I thought something wasn't right with my job. I thought something wasn't right with my company. It wasn't. It all starts with us. It all starts with you. It all started with me. And I had to look deeper into what was maybe an imbalance 
where was that imbalance in my life? Maybe not. People might tend to ask themselves, okay, what's wrong with me then? You know, there, I don't, I'm not balanced, but maybe ask yourself or rather ask yourself, what can I allow in my life to make my life easier and to mm. live a, to live a life according to a flow and to live a life according to my true nature? What can I invite into my life? What is missing maybe? And rather than, okay, I need to do this and this and that and, you know, go from there. And I know we're, we're over our recording time, but I do want to ask you when we're talking about like breathing and breathing techniques, mm -hmm. is there a technique that you prefer, like box breathing or anything like that? I'm not really one specific technique that I prefer, but one technique that is really helpful when it comes to calming down down your mind immediately is that five seven eight breathing technique i don't know if you've heard of that i've heard of it but i'm not uh, where you breathe in to a count of four hold your breath to a count of seven and then you breathe out for a count of eight and you can do that like two times or three times in a row and then you'll feel immediate relief i would start with only one cycle because it can make you a little busy in your head once you start with it for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, so try this at home. Usually they say, you know, don't try this at home, but try <laughs> this at home first and yeah, dive deeper into your breath and how that works. And we really dive deeper into belly breathing, you know, is your belly rising when you breathe in or is it not? Because that's, that's a first step when it comes to breathing right or breathing properly getting enough oxygen in your body okay i'm definitely going to try that at my next mediation where someone is very upset we'll work on <laughs> our breathing and trying to calm down i mean i feel like sometimes people think of mediation as kind of like this kumbaya kind of <laughs> event <laughs> and it is not <laughs> We all love each other. Yeah, it's definitely not like that. And it's um, it's stressful for the people who are, you know, the parties. Typically, they've never had to do it before. They're making huge, huge life-altering decisions. So, of course, they're stressed. So, I think I've got some tips now from you on how how to help them quickly in the short term. So, I am really appreciative of that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And you should stop with the breathing if they turn blue or red, you know. Okay. That's enough. <laughs> That's how I'll know. <laughs> That's how you know. I don't want anybody passing out in there. That, <laughs> that would just create more problems for me. <laughs> well, or maybe get them solved pretty easy. <laughs> okay, we're done here. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh, my gosh. But yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to have all of your information in the show notes so that people can contact you and you're going to be changing lives all over the world. Well, thanks for having me today. I really enjoyed our session. Had a good laugh like <laughs> last time when we talked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you, I just, I am a bit goofy. I just can't help myself. <laughs> That's all right. We need that goofiness. You know, we need more laughter, more joy in our lives and particularly uh during these funny times that we have right now or crazy yes. times or you know, however you want to call it 
yeah, just trying to make the best out of being being trapped in a pandemic and uh it's like there's it's like there's a life altering event that happens absolutely every day and I'm like, I am tired of being this like this involved in these historical moments. Like I don't I don't need it. We've had enough. <laughs> no more, please. Okay, we can stop uh, this now. <laughs> exactly. Well, again, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate you. And I I know that the listeners are going to love this episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Mediate Now. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Music and audio editing provided by Encompass Podcast Studio. Take our advice. You will improve your entire life.